Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Baggies Broadcast, Season 4, Episode 2. My name is Luke Hatfield, and I am absolutely delighted to say that I'm not only joined by, but I'm sat across a table, socially distanced, with none other than the West Brom correspondent for the Expressing Star, Mr. Joe Massey. Joe, it's a delight to see you in person. It is an absolute joy to see you in person. Are we two metres apart, do you think? Yeah, for sure. Do you think this is right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you measured it? No. No. But I'm, I'm doing my utmost. This is the first time in a long time, isn't it, we've been together? Doing a podcast for sure. Must be six months, seven months? March. March. Was it before March? Before March. I don't even know anymore. But we're back together. <laughs> and with Albion's biggest fan, has officially announced on Match of the Day 2. Where is he? <laughs> oh, mate, he's just opposite me. <laughs> did a wonderful job. Did a, all, all Albion fans, actually, I have to say, did a wonderful job on Match of the Day 2 yesterday. I thought it, it was a really good uh, little segment. About five or six of you on there, wasn't there? Maybe five, five or six? At most. Um, but yeah, it was it was a collection of fans and myself, digital sports journalist at Express and Star. A collection of pro- some of the most high-profile Albion fans out there. Yeah. All very well-known Albion fans. And then there was me. And and you were part of that group, as it said in the in the text at the bottom of the video. It quite. I was quite clearly stated on the video saying digital sports journalist. Yeah, you did say that, but you were part. You were. It was Albion fans on the video. You were part of that group of Albion fans. They needed, they needed. You just looked like the odd one who weirdly said their job title at the start of their clip. No, they needed an unbiased opinion from a sports journalist. Oh right, yeah, because what the BBC are really lacking is unbiased people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I thought you smashed it. As did everyone Cheers, else. Mate. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it was interesting that actually. Um, I, had a, I had a couple of people just message. I didn't really publicise it apart from mentioning it in this podcast previously. Quite a big publicity thing. Yeah. To yeah. Be fair. <laughs> um, but I had some friends. Just message, drop me a message saying what you're doing on my TV. I'm gonna unplug it and throw it away. That kind of stuff. It was, yeah. all, it was all good jokes. You went for the hat option, I saw. Yeah, it, you know, the issue was right when it was recorded. It was recorded like much earlier in the week, and you know, we had that little bit of a cold snap. <laughs> <laughs> when I say cold snap, it was like 14 degrees. You were in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have put heating on. Yeah, I could have. But this is the thing. Me and me and my missus. Well, my missus. I'll say, shall we turn on the phone? She'll be like, got a perfectly good jumper over there. So now I've gotten into the point of just donning like extra woolly clothes. Winter clothes, clothes in Winter your clothes house. In, in the first week of autumn <laughs> <laughs> to save them energy bills. But it does save the planet, so I'm all for that. So anyway, we're in the office together. What is this madness? I mean, I could, and one other thing I was going to mention, by the way. I set up a Baggies Broadcast Fantasy Football League. Oh, yeah. You didn't join it. No, 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 I'm not joining that. Why not? Because um, because people are just won't be very good at it. I'll be absolutely rubbish at it. I won't I won't pay any attention. I won't do any transfers. I'll just I just and then I'm just not doing it. Sorry, mate. I haven't been in one of those leagues for about fifteen years. Well, this was the perfect chance, but you know, Albion are in the Premier League. You got a chance to to fill your team well, with with three Albion players because you only allowed three maximum from each team. Yeah. And you just didn't do it. Anyway, what when are we going to put your picture for your profile picture? We had an agreement. That if it said Luke Hatfield Albion fan, it didn't. But 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 there was no. It, that is what the text implies. That is what it says. Albion fans, doesn't it? That that is what it says. There is, uh, there, no, there, is no. there is if if anyone who didn't listen to this podcast, if anyone, if any, whoever's watching that video in Chelsea, say in London, in Liverpool, who don't know you, yeah. And you had to if you ask a hundred people who watch that video who don't know you. And then say, who do they support? 
It would be Albion. No, 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 no. Let's say if you, if you said, who does this person in the video support, you'd, they'd be like, oh, he said, he said journalist. No, no one would cotton on to that. No, no, and there's a point in the video where I, I think I talk about Slavin Bilic. And I'm like, he's given Albion fans their club back. Not me, Albion fans. That doesn't fans. mean not you. You are one of those Albion fans. Mm, I feel like you need to. You'll need to get evidence of this. I think you need to pull it as your profile picture. Your picture on top of the thing. What have you got? What have you got for your top picture on Twitter? My bio picture. Is that what it's called? A bio picture. I don't even know. No, I don't know what you've got either. I think we had an agreement. If the words implied you were an Albion fan. No, no, I'm not having that. I think you should do it. I think you should do it. You can try. You can throw something back at me, but. I think you should do it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. But one thing I was going to say about this fantasy league, mate. We've, I mean, I know we're we're rattling on a little bit. Um, I said we'd give we'd give a, a prize to the winner. We need to come up with a prize. Oh, okay, I'll work on. Which that. is why I kind of wanted you in it. I, I wanted another prize where if like anyone who finished above us, both I, of us. I didn't tell me that though. No, I didn't tell you that. I didn't really. I didn't really communicate with you, which is my general staple, to be honest. Yeah, I just do things without telling you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, we need to come up with a with a prize. I was thinking initially, shall we invite the winner for like a Nando's with us? Oh, I love that prize. You just got to hope it's not a weird. Is that an wins. actual prize? <laughs> Coming for a Nando's with us? We'll pay for the Nando's. We'll pay for the Nando's. And when I say we, it'll probably be me. Yeah, it will be you. Um, all right, if, I, if, you, if you believe that's a prize, having a Nando's with us, then we'll do it. Anyone who's listening. If anyone wants an alternative prize, I won't be offended if you choose something else. We can go vegan. Or vegetarian. I'm not going vegan, mate. No, well, but the person can. We can go somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah, we can go somewhere vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A meal with me and Joe Massey. If that's a prize, then so be it. Do you think that's a prize? Do you reckon people want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) The winner will be like, nah, you're all right. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just have the monetary value of the Nando's, please? Yeah, you can have quid. the monetary value of it if you want. That would be that's fine. <laughs> if you don't want to go with us, um, all right, we're kind of avoiding the subject here. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the game, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so Albion were back in the Premier League, uh, but they were back with a bump. Albion nil, Leicester three. Um, could have been better. It could have been better. It could have been better, couldn't it? It's a strange one. I, I, we really want this podcast to be at beat. I think I really, really want it to be at beat. Um, Obviously, that's not easy after a 3-0 loss at home um, on the opening day, sort of back. It's a strange feeling for me because I've only covered Albion for a year mm. and they were outstanding in the Championship, weren't they? They, they didn't lose a game 3-0 in the Championship last no. season. There was never sort of that feeling of that second half where, let's be honest, Leicester did dominate that second half. They took control of it and I'm used to Albion controlling games and, and, and being on the front foot and, and having the players with sort of well, the most talented players on the pitch, if you like. So that's what Dean Garner, Robinson and Pereira were in the Championship. So it took me, it did knock me for six a little bit. Like how, in terms of how disappointed I was, I was a mm. bit I was a bit taken aback by it. I was really disappointed afterwards. Um, I think there's so much to get into, isn't there? Yeah. Um, there's so much to break down in the performance in terms of individual players, in terms of the system. I think, look, we're only 24 hours on from it. Pretty much bang on 24 hours on, aren't we? It's yeah. Almost two o'clock. Um, I think a lot, a lot of what we said yesterday still stands. I do think for the first half, Albion were good. Mm. The 3-4-3 took us all by surprise. I thought they they were the better team for 25 minutes. 
Look, undoubtedly, Leicester had this spell for 10 minutes where they where they got some shots away on goal. Um, Sam Johnson had to make two, two saves from Harvey Barnes. He had to make one from Jamie Vardy. What I would say is, I'm not taking anything away from Sam Johnston because they were good saves, but you was, they're bread and butter for him. You'd absolutely expect them to make those saves. I think the Harvey Barnes, the first chance, yeah. maybe he could have done better with that. Um, but I thoroughly, I thoroughly expect Sam Johnston to make all those saves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think we should go get too over the top about how good Leicester were in that five, ten minute spell in the first half. Albion responded, they sort of weathered that storm. For me, they had the best chance of the half after it, mm. when Livermore found Pereira in the box and he sort of forced Kasper Schmeichel into a save of his leg. So, for me, Albion were the better team for the first half. Um, certainly for the first half hour, they finished it strong as well. Mm. Um, and then the second half, um, it, there's no doubt about it, Leicester took complete control. There's, there's certain things to talk about just off the top of my head, first and foremost. Dar O'Shea is a very, very interesting one. I... I of course, he gave away the second penalty in the end. And I actually tweeted, I thought he'd done well overall. Mm. I got a little bit of stick for that tweet. Um, but actually, I'm not just defending myself. I wanted to talk about this. Brendan yeah. Rodgers brought up at half-time that um, they pinpointed Darroche as a threat. He was cross- He was switching the play really well. Yeah. And they made sure they pressed him and put two men on him in that second half. And that sort of really stifled Albion's threat. So, I think that was, that was an issue in that second half. And one... The big thing is the belief, and this is the real worry. This is the real worry from yesterday is when Albion conceded that first goal, it was so visible. It was like, a t- is it a tortoise, a turtle? They both have shells, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they both have, they do, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the difference between a turtle and a tortoise is, but... I'm not sure. A turtle a turtle swims, a tortoise walks. Good knowledge. Yeah. I'm impressed with that. That's an animal planet, mate. <laughs> I'm impressed with that. <laughs> But they went into their shells, didn't they? Um, massively. Yeah. Um, we- like, weirdly visibly. Weirdly visibly. You mm. could see it. Um, and that is so strange because, look, all right, Albie didn't have the best end to last season, did they? We all know that. Both them and Brentford sort of fell over the line. Mm. Albie on the right side of it, Brentford the wrong side of it. But when the pressure was on them both, they both struggled. But... For, from week eight, we've said this a million times, but from week eight, they were in the top two. Yeah. From They were top of the table longer than Leeds were. They were, they were without a shadow of a doubt, they deserved their place in the Premier League. They were outstanding for the first 20 games in the Championship last season. Mm. They had that wobble when Dean Garner got injured. They came back just as good. Those brilliant performances at Millwall, Bristol City. They're a brilliant... Albion are a brilliant team. Mm. So it, it was a bit surprising really to see the players confidence hit that badly especially when because Sky showed this stat when they went a goal down they picked up so many points from losing positions last season as well the amount of times they went a goal down early or they went a goal down and they managed to either get a point or get three you thought they would have a little bit more resilience about them but at the same time maybe a couple of the players thought this is a step up and it's just maybe not their confidence a little bit. Yeah, and you're right. And I, you, you never worried about Albion last season when they fell behind. You were no. never ever worried. You knew they, they, you knew they'd create chances. You knew they'd come back into the game. And you're right that they did that so often last season. Um, and it was Billich. I mean, it, it, a little bit of insight what it's like a game. But it's a bizarre world being in mm. the Premier League. Of course, media interest is just ramped up absolutely massively. And I had to watch him. You wouldn't believe the amount of interviews Bilic has to do after a game. He has to do prem, he has to do 
Sky yesterday, BBC Match of the Day yesterday, Premier League Productions yesterday, another TV station. I can't remember what that is. Mm. He had to do Talk Sport. He had to do BBC WM. Then he gets to us. He's all be, he's been asked the same questions time and time again. And and every and I've tried to watch as many of those interviews as I can. And in every one he talks about that. Mm. He talks about how he how they lost belief, how they lost confidence, and how they can't be like that. Yeah. Um, it was a real surprise and something that. As, as we record this today, Monday, I'm absolutely sure he'll have had the players in for a meeting this morning and try to get to the bottom of that and talk it through. Um, because the bottom line is, when you've got Dean Garner on the field, when you've got Pereira on the field, when you've got Callum Robertson on the field, you've always got a chance to score mm. a goal. You've always got a chance. Um, so it was it was surprising just um, how sort of their confidence vanished, really. Yeah, it was it was surprising. Um, the three four three, as you said, it was a surprise. Um, I don't think anyone saw that come in when the teams came out. Um, but for me, I mean, first half in particular, uh, up until the goal, really, it was working. I mean, I thought, I thought my, the three the three central defenders, Bartley. If let's just say if I was Amanda Garcia, I might be a little bit annoyed. But um, Bartley did do well last season. Shemi Jai is always going to be there, and and Dara O'Shea, you know, put in plenty of good performances. And as you said before, we started recording, is a natural centre back, despite playing right back for last season. I thought it really suited Darnell Furlong. Um, although Kieran Gibbs maybe struggled a little bit with it. My big worry comes in that in that midfield, which is where you've only got you've only got the two guys in there. You need players to willing to kind of muck in and help out there I think um, but what did you make of it 3-4-3 three, three? I'm in two minds if I'm honest so I do think it worked for, like I do think it worked for like 45 minutes mm. um, I do I'm a big I really like 3 5 too. I said that before on the podcast but we know everyone knows my feelings on 4 2 three, one and why I don't like that and the same really applies to why I don't like 3 4 three. I, I for me, you don't have two central midfielders. Mm. That's the issue for me. And I do feel that there were times... Well, in in the second half, Livermore and Sawyers were completely overrun. Yeah. Completely overrun. Um, I don't think the system brings the best out of either of them, if mm. I'm honest. I, know, I thought Livermore had a, had a, a good first half. Um, Sawyers has obviously come in for a fair bit of stick following the game. But to me... It's a system that doesn't utilise either, either of their strengths. So mm. it's a difficult one because you want to play Robinson, you want to play Dean Garner, you want to play Pereira. Um, for me, I can understand why Bilic wanted to do it. He, he wanted solidity. He wanted that extra man at the back, which mm. you can understand. But I don't know. For me, it's a difficult one because I can see why Bilic would want to persist with it based on that first half performance. I can see the positives in it. Um, but for me... 4 3 3 is still the way to go. Mm. Um, but because we've got Pereira, because we've got Dean Garner, you need to play to those players' strengths. But I really, really want to see another man in the middle of the park with Livermore and Sawyers. Um, Do you think that bores from the fact that Bilic doesn't have Filip Kravinovic? I th- yeah. I think I pers- in my head, I think the 3 4 3. If it was me, it would be a, would be a plan B this season, and I think maybe he's trying to shore things up because um, it obviously can go to a five at the back. Yeah, I think he's trying to shore things up until he's got the squad he wants. I think I, I think essentially Albion played for a draw yesterday, mm. um, and they 
were on course for it, obviously, for 45 minutes. But then they were in trouble, really, once they once they conceded that first goal. So, for me, 4-3-3 should still be the should still be plan A. I'm happy to have that flexibility and be able to shift systems and to go think three at the back will be a good sort of weapon at times. But to me, they're just you need that extra man in there. And I feel a bit sorry for I feel a bit sorry for Remain in mm. terms of I think he isn't a defensive midfielder. Yeah. He he isn't and that is he has to do that job a lot more in that system. I, I've got to be honest and, and I think and this is me being brutally honest. And admitting like my own shortcomings, if you like. But I think there's very few people listening to this podcast who will understand the roles of two central midfielders in a three-four-three. I don't think I do. Mm. I, I've watched football my whole life, and I've I feel like I, I know how a three-five-two works, how a four-three-three works, how a four-two-three-one works, how a four-four-two works. The only team I truly know that plays four-three-four-three is Wolves. Mm. Um, I think maybe Conte did it for a season at Chelsea when they won yeah. the league. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember watching them over that much. I can't really remember that side. They also had N'Golo Kante, mm. who is like playing with two central midfielders, isn't he? Yeah. And I can remember Kante getting an awful lot of praise that season. Um, so I don't think we truly know what that midfield two needs in a 3-4-3. And, but based on my perceptions from yesterday, I don't think it suits Sawyer's. Mm. I, don't, I think it suits him less than it suits Livermore. So... I'd like to go to a three, if I'm being honest. I would like to go to a three. I think that's what everyone was expecting. I suppose the question would be, if you still don't have Philip Kravinovic available for, say, Everton, say they don't do a deal for him and, and, or they get, get him in after that, who would you play in, Who would you play as that third midfielder? Yeah, I mean, look, we know they want Philip Kravinovic. We know they want Conor Gallagher um, from Chelsea. Understand deals for both are still being worked on. Gallagher, from what we gathered... It, He's obviously got the cho- his choice of clubs to go out to on loan, but he was not going to go until he signs this new deal at Chelsea. So everything's sort of been wait. Everyone's waiting for that moment before the, the announcement will be made where he's going. Kravinovic is obviously dragging on and on and on and on. on. Who? I mean, I, I, I think that to me that's logic logical why Bilic did what he did yesterday. Yeah. Because he hasn't got, with the greatest respect to Raheem Harper, he's a young kid. Um, he didn't play an awful lot last season. If Raheem Harper wasn't pushing for a regular starting spot in the Championship, what's to say he's ready for the Premier League? I, I, I'm a big. I think he's got a lot of potential, Raheem Harper, but it's a big ask to ask him to be starting games in the Premier League now. So I think that's why Bilic put in the extra centre back, if you like. Mm. Um, I think he felt it was the most solid formation um, for this for for the players he's currently got at his disposal. But I think he will persist with it. I think it will be a system we see throughout the season. But I'm, like I said, I'm sceptical it's plan A. I think plan A will still be 4-3-3. And I think it'll be 4-3-3 with, with, with Conor Gallagher. Hopefully it'll be with Conor Gallagher and Philip Kravinovic fighting with Jake Livermore and Romain Sawyers to start in that three. Mm. And maybe Raheem Harper or maybe even Sam Field backing those up um, to give some depth there. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's... it's it's always hard with a 3-0 defeat, but who who were the standouts for you? I like you said, I thought Furlong was really good. Mm. Um thought he was thought he was probably the best outfield player. Sam Johnston, I think 
And like I do think he should have made those saves, yeah. but he did make them. I thought he did well. I thought his kicking was good. I think he could be in for a good year, you know, Sam Johnston. Yeah. I think he's a confidence keeper, um, and I think he's probably going to be kept quite busy, isn't he? Yeah, keepers normally like that as well, don't they? Because at times, Johnston last season, let's be honest, the way Albion were playing, he'd maybe make one save a match, if that. Yeah. And it's always a little bit harder when you've got... A, it's, I'm, I mean, he's very well paid and he does what he does. You've got to stay focused that 90 minutes, and it's not the easiest thing to do in the world if you're a goalkeeper. And he did that really well last season, I thought. And so mm. he made some spectacular saves last season when he didn't have a lot to do. But I just think it will help him being involved. Mm. Um, and he's going to be involved more often, of course, because it's the Premier League. So I think Johnston could be in for a really good season. Um, Furlong did well. Um, I thought O'Shea first half in particular was good. Um, I thought it was interesting Brendan Rodgers pointed it out. Mm. Um he just isn't phased by anything. No. Um, he was caught out of position a couple of times in the second half. Of course, he gave away the penalty, which I think was a touch unfortunate, really. He just got beat to, uh, beat to the Just in the that spot, instant, yeah. And, I mean, it was miles out as well. I mean, it's not really, like... It's quite a severe punishment, really, a penalty for that foul where it was. It's only yeah. just... I mean, they're not scoring from there. Um, but, yeah, I thought he... I mean, I'm, 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 I'm more than happy for Dar Rocher to play in about three or in about four. I think some of the criticism as well aimed at him. Like, you've got to remember where he's come from. He's, he's come completely out of the blue, really, from January onwards, hasn't he? He's a young player. He's probably got 20 first-team appearances to his name now. Yeah. Maybe that. And he's, I don't know if he's 21. He must be 21. 20, I, must, I think he's 21. I mean, when he's 25, he's going to be absolutely fantastic. But yeah. give him time. Like, let him... He, you can't... He, he can only be what he is, which is a player I think's done remarkably well ever since he came into the side. Mm. And a player who's going to develop and is going to evolve. He can't be... He can't just expect him to be a top-notch Premier League centre-back in the blink of an eye. Um, but I think he's very, very good and I think he's worthy of his place. I thought Bartley was... The penalty is just ridiculous for me. Um, just a bit naive it's just naive and it's just a bit careless and it's just clumsy um, yeah I, I... you can't really be doing that for me like the issue I suppose is is in the championship last season you might think as a player oh I could just put my hands on him a little bit because if the referee doesn't see it there's no VAR there's none of that to worry about whereas yeah. now you in the Premier League even if you do something a little bit sneaky and the referee doesn't spy it there's there's cameras all over the shop that could pull you back for it and if it, yeah exactly because I, I genuinely said to you I, I didn't know what had happened I I was watching Harvey Barnes burst into the box his shot was saved by Sam Johnston and as far as I was concerned that was it instant over and then all of a sudden it's a penalty mm. um, and obviously with VAR gets it's going to it's going to be viewed and if they give it you pretty much know it's the right decision because they've seen it again so yeah. Carl Bartley I do, I do like him and what I'll always say, I the issue with him is ability-wise, he is good enough to play in the Premier League. Mm. He is on his day; he's a very good centre back. His issue is going to be stopping the mistakes. Mm. If he plays on form, he'll be fine, and he and he switch and he doesn't switch off and he doesn't make these mistakes. There's no issue. But that's that's the difference between him and a Premier League like a, an established Premier League defender at the minute. They just don't make those mistakes. Mm. Um, and then, and obviously, everyone says it all the time, but they get punished, don't they, at that level? Um, so yeah, I just think he's got he's got to learn from it and and make sure, and try and cut them out. Yeah, and the front three, I suppose, didn't really have too many chances to to really you know put an imprint on the game, especially in that second half at all. Um, 
what did you make of their performance? I mean, Callum Robinson was played as a striker, and um, obviously you said you know following the game that Billich sees him as a striker. Do you th- do you still think Albion need one? They obviously need one. Oh yeah, they desperately. Does need- it does it show more? I, sh- I suppose it's a question. Does it show that they need a striker more? I think Robinson again, similar to O'Shea, you've got to assess him for what he is, and that is a player who. Albion believe they can develop into a centre forward. He, he has played his best football on the left wing. That's where he got his move from Preston. I think Sheffield United played him up front last season. I think they saw that in him as well. Mm. Um, but I really like him. I think he's technically very, very good. And I think there's real potential there in Pereira and Dean Garner. But he's, he's, he's learning the role. He's definitely, definitely learning the role. And while he's learning the role, Albion needs someone who can lead the line and is an experienced and is an out-and-out centre forward. Um, and that is why they need someone like Carlin Grant or Andre Gray or even Troy Deeney mm. um, to boost the squad. They need it. They, Robinson could have a very, hopefully, will have a very, very long and successful future with Albion. But they desperate, they do need someone else up there um, at this moment in time. And Dean Garland Prairie yesterday, first half, I thought they were they were decent. I think they they did a really good job of giving Albion width, but also cutting inside to support Robinson yeah they worked very hard um, to be here there and everywhere really but you don't want them working hard you want them on the ball and creating magic and mm. um, yeah that obviously they just they just couldn't get involved really after the interval when Leicester just sort of took compl- took, took complete control didn't they mm, yeah definitely starved them the service and y- your point there it kind of segues perfectly onto this the, the transfer talk that we're going to get onto now where where are Albion? I mean, obviously they've had a game over the weekend, so it's not going to be their priority. The priority is going to obviously be the game itself. Has there been any movement on someone like Grant or another striker? We're waiting. We're waiting this week. We're hoping. Um, yeah, we're, we're hoping. Uh, there's not a lot to report other than look. We expect Ivanovic still to be done today. Um, expect hoping. Whenever I ask about Kravinovic, we're always told it's edging closer, edging closer. So maybe some news this week, maybe, but I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. If anyone's going to tweet me and say Joseph, it just I'm just we're just it's been like that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So I don't I don't know is the honest answer. But all the all the vibes are positive. That I think there is an overwhelming feeling that Carlin Grant or they will get Carlin Grant or someone of that ilk if you like an Andre Gray or a Troy Dean and they will get Conor Gallagher and Philip Kravinovich but it's been that feeling has been there for a very long time mm. um, so the sooner these deals get done the better really because everyone wants these players in don't they and everyone can see Albion need them yeah, yeah. interesting it's interesting with Troy Deeney for me when the story initially went out and the, the, there, was, there was interest there for, for Deeney it was a very mixed reaction, I think, from Albion fans. And I can understand why. Partly because, yes, he's a striker. Everyone wants a striker. Everyone wants a new striker. He's Premier League experienced. He knows where the net is. And he's, he's a character as well. And that will help. But at the same time, is he the type of striker they need? They've already got you know, a Charlie Austin who is in, a, in something of a similar role to, to, to Troy Deeney. And that I think... He'll be the first one to admit he's not he's he's not that striker that's going to run in behind all the time. He's not got that searing pace, and and Troy Deeney doesn't really have that either. They're more of kind of poachers in the penalty area. What do you make of that link? Is that is is he a player you think would do well at Albion? I was a bit 
when it first came, the link was mentioned. I was, I was, I wasn't really in favour. Um, but the more I get more and more warm into the idea, more he does hold the ball at wow, mm. he? and he does bring other players into play, um, which is what Albion need. They need to, they need a focal point, and they need to. And they need to bring Dean Garner and Pereira in, don't they? But, which is what Harrelson kind of did absolutely brilliantly last season. It has to be said, he was absolutely brilliant at that. But what they need is that player who's then also got the pace yeah. to then latch on to the through balls that Pereira and Dean Garner play. Because Pereira is absolutely excellent at playing those through balls. And last season, there wasn't really anyone who could latch on to them. Mm. So you're looking for a very complete striker, really. You want someone who can hold the ball up and you want someone who can run in behind as well. Which... Mm. Doesn't normally come cheap. Doesn't come cheap. Um, and I think Callum Robinson has got a lot of those qualities, to be fair to him. He's not rapid is the issue. Yeah. Um, he's not He's not that quick. He, he's not slow, but he's not He's not pacey. He's not Dean Garner quick. He's not Kamal Grzycki quick. Mm. Um, so I can see why they, they want to persist it with Callum Robinson there, because he will link up play very, very well, and he can stretch. He can move defenders out of position. So... He's an option, but I do think I, look, I've said all along. I think Carlin Grant would be absolutely perfect uh, for me. Repeating myself, but Ollie Watkins would have been a number one choice. Yeah, thirty-three million, absolutely ridiculous fee. Um, Never going to pay that, Albion. Um, no, and quite rightly so. It's he's overpriced. Carlin Grant for look, Huddersfield wants sixteen million. Um, do I think that's a fair fee? Do you know what? It can't. It's not a million miles away, is it? No, it I think can't. it's. I think it's fair for a, a striker who scored the goals he has in what was a pretty poor Huddersfield team. Yeah. You'd not see him, if, if he was in Albion's team last season, I, I do wonder how many goals he'd have scored. Yeah, I mean that's a very fair point. If he was in, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, I'll, stand, I'll sit there and say if, I, if he was in Albion's team last season, I think they would have been champions and promoted. Yeah. Wait, like um, very soon after the restart. So. Um, Look, Carlin Grant's the ideal one for me. What do we understand about the Carlin Grant situation? Basically, Albion haven't got sixteen million to pay him in 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 the way that Huddersfield want it. Mm. Um, I don't think Albion think the fifteen sixteen million Huddersfield want is is ridiculous. Um, but whether Huddersfield want half now, half next year, or seventy percent now when the rest in instalments, however they want that money, Albion are not in favour of it. They want to spread it out over more payments and. As of yet, Huddersfield aren't in favour of that, which is their right. He's their player. Yeah. Um, so what we understand is neg- negotiations are still ongoing. They're, they're, they're trying to strike a deal. But I hope for everyone's sake it happens. I, there's a big part of me that thinks it will happen. Look, Carlin Grant isn't involved with Huddersfield at the minute. He's made it abundantly clear to the club he wants to leave. He's posting weird tweets mm-hmm. um, that are suggesting he wants to leave. It seems very much like he's. I read today. Um, he's actually his profile picture on Twitter or Instagram or both is of him scoring a goal for Huddersfield. Yeah. But other than that, he has removed Huddersfield from all descriptions of himself. Mm. Um, so it seems highly likely that he won't be a Huddersfield player. It seems kind of likely that he's trying to force a move, really. Yeah. Um, so will that help? drive down the price or help Albion get the terms slightly how they want them we'll have to see but typically it does help when a player does that doesn't it though like often like player power is always you know mentioned a lot of the time if a player really throws his toys out of the pram a club will eventually say it's not worth us having him 
here yeah. if he's going to be like this. Because, yes, we can negotiate and negotiate over whether we get this million pounds extra here or there. But if they're, if, if they're not turning up to training or if they're actively kind of talking down the club, it might get to a point where Huddersfield say, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we just do this deal. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure they'd want the money to reinvest as well. Exactly. And I, you raised the point in the previous podcast, they have still got parachute payments, so they're not in the situation many other clubs are. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone could do with the money, right? Yeah, everyone could do with the money, yeah. Um, what about some of the other names? One which came out right out of left field, which I'm pretty sure you're going to shoot down straight away. Um, Mario Mandzukic. I don't know anything about it. I've, 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 I've only briefly. I've not really had a chance to chase it up yet. So, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> to me, it just seems like famous Croatian striker scores a lot of goals. Albion need goals. Slaven Bilic is in charge. Two and two together. What do you get? Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure Mandzukic. He's a free agent, which is another reason I think papers might think, especially national newspapers. Um, who don't cover the club day in day out um, and have to have a maintaining working relationship with them will just go oh they, they they don't have that much money so a free agent he's not going to cost them a lot do you know how much he's on a week I mean he was in the Middle East I'm pretty sure he would have been on silly money yeah I mean the only issue is as he hasn't earned the money that he needs in his career but look yeah. he is not an Albion I mean that side was signing Branislav Ivanovic but he doesn't fit the mould of an Albion player um, I'll tell you what though if they signed him <laughs> I mean, it would make headlines, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, as pacey strikers go, I don't think he's right up there anymore. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> but um, in terms of an out-and-out goal scorer, I mean, the guy played for Atletico Madrid, Juve, Bayern Munich. Yeah, oh yeah, he's got a great record, hasn't he? Pedigree, he's right up there. But I, don't, I have to admit, I'm not, I don't know a lot about, in terms mm. of Albin's interest, I don't know a lot about in Mandzukic. Um... Anyone else? He's, he's, obviously, we've talked about Gallagher and Ivanovic a bit already. I think... I don't know. Bilic was very key, sort of... He, only, he said last week, I thought it was very, sort of, telling, really, where he said that he's always seen this window as phase one and phase two, where he said phase one was basically getting the players back that they had last season. Mm. Um, Dean Garner, Robinson, Pereira, obviously they've done that very, very well, he said. Still need to get Kravinovic done. Then he said phase two is signing three or four players um, to improve the first team squad. Mm. So if we're looking at three or four, then you've got Colin Grant, hopefully one of them. You've got Conor Gallagher, another one. Will there be another one on top of that? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but we'll have to see. I don't, I don't know. I don't really don't know. I can't remember. You've still got the best... I mean, you've still got a month of his transfer window. Oh, that long. 16th of October, right? Yes, it was. 16th of October for internal transfers, yeah. And the 5th for, for anything international. So you've got a little under a month for international deals. Yeah. Still got more than a month. The issue is money. The issue is money. So Could the, we see an outgoing to help that, though? Kenneth Zahor has been linked away. Yeah. I expect outgoings. Um, Bilic did say, actually, that um, some players might... He, he's very, very... Um, he stressed on Monday that, or Friday, sorry, that they've got numbers, Albion. Mm. They certainly have got numbers. I mean, Matt Phillips was missing over the weekend with a slight back injury, but they've definitely got strength and depth. They don't need to improve the squad. They need players to come into the starting eleven, which mm. would then obviously push players 
into, into starting level onto the bench maybe on the fringes and then those players outside of that could maybe could but they would have to leave they have to leave really because one mm. they're not going to play and two Albion do need the money yeah um, so I think you're looking at the, yeah the likes of um, Zahor Zahor's the, the main one you'd yeah. say um, I wonder if anyone came in for Matt Phillips if they'd be tempted to listen to offers for him yeah um, I think maybe Rakeem Harper on loan Sam Field on loan Kyle Edwards on loan maybe yeah um, but yeah it's not there's not a lot of money they're going to generate from sales really no it's not a huge amount um, should we get on to questions yeah go for it first one comes from Leo Watkins if we essentially started with the same team as the end of last season why did Bidditch change the system the width was good for 20 minutes but for me we were a man short in the middle of the park for 70 I think it was I, I, I do think it was just stability I just think he felt a back three slash back five was the best way of shoring things up um, in a bit of trying to stifle Leicester, if you like, and, and get a result. And it did work for 45 minutes. Brett, but the, the interesting thing Brendan Rodgers said in his presser, and that's quite a bit telling going forward, is he did admit that it took them completely by surprise. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have expected that at all. There was a stat on match of the day afterwards where they'd played 4-3-3 X amount of times, 4-2-3-1 X amount of times, and then 4, I think it was 4-1-3-2. Yeah. Once last season. Yeah. The only time we really saw a three at the back in any shape or form was against Blues at St Andrews, and that was for the best part of half hour. Yeah, and that was a rock, complete roll of the dice, wasn't it? It yeah. was a complete gamble. Um, so I think it's quite telling. While I do think there was a lot of promise and positives in that three four three, I do think it's quite telling that basically when Brendan Rodgers was able to get his players together at half time and say this is how you exploit this system. Mm. This is what you need to do. They then went out and did it pretty comfortably, it has to be said. Yeah. Um, so that's an issue with 3 4 three going forward. And one thing I would say about that 3 4 three, credit to it for keeping Jamie Vardy quiet. I know he scored two goals, but they were both from the penalty spot. Never had a sniffing open play for me. You know, yeah, that one moment where he sort of jinked past O'Shea, but then... But like I said earlier, Johnston's bread and butter for him, really. Yeah. I agree with you. They kept Jamie Vardy very quiet. But what I would say is he was one striker up against three centre-backs. True. Okay. Dennis Pryor, is it? Yeah. And who's the other, who was the other one? Jose Perez? Oh, Jose Perez. I mean, I didn't think either of them were that great. Pryor got some praise afterwards. I thought he had, I mean, he stood up the cross for the goal. Um, it was Castagna for me who was probably a standout for Leicester yeah he did well didn't he yeah um, I mean for a debut with a right, a right back yeah it's quite an impact but yeah I thought it's a strange one isn't it because I just don't think the second the penalty the first penalty should ever have happened I just think mm. Bartley should be better than that Bartley is better than that yeah um, and then I think O'Shea's unlucky. Yeah, he, he does catch him, and I can see why it's a penalty. It is a penalty. It is a penalty, fight. but he's just he's just a bit unlucky because he's just beat to the spot. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. He's, he's just beat to it, and it's it's not like a. I don't think it's a poor challenge. It's just give credit to the to the forward. I think he's got there first. Yeah, I think Leicester had two real chances in the game, and they were. Both for Barnes. They were the Barnesmen in the first half that John that he should have he should have 
not made that a simple save for Johnston. Yeah. And then there was one where he cut in the box and he powered in and he fired wide. Yeah, and it was very that was very close to going in. Yeah, it, and he probably a player of his quality would probably fairly should have done better there. Mm. Um, but I think Leicester didn't cut Albion open yesterday. No, they didn't create hatfuls of chances. They did in that second half. They did look by far the better side. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a shame. It's just the penalties are just. I just. Just so preventable, and then I feel like if it had ended one nil to Leicester, everyone would be a little bit more upbeat. That's what I'm. Tra- that's the point I'm trying to make. Because it's, it's two penalties. It's like those penalties are preventable. The issue is if you keep making, if you keep conceding preventable goals. Yeah, that's an issue. In one game, in an opening game, they're two preventable penalties. I mean, another day, Bartley. Doesn't doesn't handle Vardy and and Barnes doesn't see Vardy across goal, and he obviously it wide or say it was saved anyway, and then another day Daroche gets there, and they lose one nil. Yes, seven, second half wasn't the best performance, but it's, there's no shame in losing one nil to Leicester. Yeah, yeah, it's the three nil that is the kicker really, and and they were pre- they were preventable, weren't they? The penalty mm. is, I mean, Barley's in particular is so preventable. I mean, that is what the that's where a lot of the a lot of the frustration and downbeatness, if that's a word, comes from the scoreline, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, beauty Baggy, no question say, just thought I'd let you know that I always look forward to listening. Oh, that's nice of you. Oh, what a guy. Uh, Joe Irving, with the capture of Ivanovic and the re-signing of Lee Peltier, are we going to try and sell a defender and then use that money to push for the deal for Grant? It's interesting that Peltier has re-signed, considering he didn't even... See a minute on the pitch for Albion last season. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, to be honest, that's come as a surprise to everybody. I think. I, I, I mean, I didn't see that come in. I, I really didn't see that come in. What? So look, the, look. The the question is, are they going to sell a Ghazi? Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people think might happen. He was on the bench yesterday. I've spoken to people close to a Ghazi, and they say he's going nowhere. Hmm. Um. Whether that's changed since I spoke to them, or whether I don't know, but I don't, I don't think Albion are going to sell Lagazi. He's one of the players that you think they could get a decent. F- there, there are players in this Albion squad with obviously a lot of value, but in terms of players they may be willing to deal, who could give a decent fee, you'd think he'd be one of them. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I've, I'm, I'm, well, I know he doesn't want to leave. Mm. I know he doesn't want to leave, so he's he's happy at, at Albion, so. I don't. I can't. I don't see him leaving. But then, I mean, who have we got now? We've got O'Shea. We've got Bartley. We've got Ajay. We've got Ivanovic coming in. We've got Peltier. We've got Kipra. Mm. So we've got six centre backs. And even if you if you're playing three at the back, you, there's an argument for having six. Six is still a lot. But it's still a fair few. It's still a lot. I mean, you could definitely get away with five. Yeah. You could probably get away with four. Yeah. Um, six is a lot. I am really surprised. No, I don't mean to say disrespect to Pallier. I'm only saying it because he didn't feature at all. He barely got on the bench. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is surprising to see him back for another year. Um, but especially when Ivanovic is coming in. Yeah. Do you think that maybe the Peltier deal was done and then... All of a sudden, this Ivanovic stuff has happened. I mean, it's possible. 
It's possible, but mm. what we do know is that... No, I don't think it is, because I know Bilic really, really likes Ivanovic. He's tried yeah. to sign him a couple of times in his career, so I think once he... I think he'll have always wanted to get the Ivanovic deal done whenever, if it was possible, so... Mm. Odd one. That, very strange. Uh, Liam Dunn, thinking back to the first game of the restart to yesterday, do you think we're a club that is suffering from not having the support of crowds in stadiums? Performances have been very flat without fans there. So, interesting question, actually, because this is something Brendan Rodgers again brought up post-match. Um, yesterday. So, for what... for what? Uh, it's just interesting for me, because I, I should make clear that when, when it's normally a normal game, I don't always often listen to the opposition manager, because obviously, mm. speaking to players or whatever, and it's all of an Albion... I only care about Albion, really. I couldn't yeah. give a stuff what the opposition are doing. But... Obviously, with this Zoom, the way it works now on Zoom, they have to sit there on this camera and we're all on this, in on the presses. So it's interesting to listen to the opposition manager a bit more. And Brendan Rodgers did say that you don't want to play a promoted team on the first day mm. because they obviously should be confident because they've just won promotion. And if you're at home, if they're at home... The mood is... The mood and, and like the atmosphere is all joyous and the crowd really get behind it. But obviously, he said there's no crowd here today. Mm. Um, and he felt that made a big difference. He what, felt that... against Dalvin, you think? Yeah, he thought, yeah, he thought it helped Leicester. Mm. The fact that there was no crowd, no home crowd there. Because um, it would have... You can imagine it, couldn't you? They go a goal down and they they deflate, which was visible. With fans there... I think um, I think most people would agree with me. The fans would be, "Come on, let's go at them now." Yeah, yeah. It would it it wouldn't be a getting on their backs. It would be tr- let's try and lift them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and they needed would, lifting, didn't they? They did. They did. And I think that would have worked in their favour. I think you'd have seen much more after the first goal with fans in the ground. I agree. Yeah, is interesting, isn't it? Hamza Darby says we could do with a holding midfielder to clean up before it gets through to the defence. I don't think Livermore and Soyuz are capable of this. Does Bilic have plans for Samfield because that role is perfect for him and he's yet to be transferred out? See, the holding midfielder thing is really interesting because I could talk about this all day. So Jake Livermore got his England caps as a holding midfielder. Yeah. That's that's the that's the point I want to start from. He's obviously played in a different role for Albion. Last season, he was very much box-to-box. I do think that's the best Jake Livermore. I think Mm. it's fantastic to see him in full flight, covering every blade of grass, pressing high, winning the ball high. That's what I want from Jake Livermore. But he did get into the England squad. as He won all his caps as a holding midfielder. He can do the job, I believe. Mm. It's not... It wouldn't get the best... It wouldn't be how I want to play him, but I genuinely believe he can do the job. And what you know with Jake Livermore is... He'll do the job for the team. He will Jake Lee will he will sacrifice himself for the team. Yeah. If that's what is needed, and he needs to be the holding midfielder, he will just crack on and do it because he's just that guy. He's just he's just that's the way he is. Mm. Um. So maybe signing one isn't of an absolute priority, but I I would like to see. I would. I'd be very happy for a defensive midfielder to come in if that then. For, for men that Livermore could go box to box, yeah, and Sawyer's, Kravinovic, Gallagher, whoever could then express themselves a little bit further forward. I'd love to see like a midfield three of a holding midfielder, Livermore who can go box to box, 
And then maybe Sawyer's just a bit more advanced. Yeah. Where he can pick them passes and do what he wants to do. Because it's not his fault, like you said. The system doesn't suit him. Being in a two doesn't suit him where he's got a muck up at the back as well. I'd love to see him a little bit more advanced picking passes. And I think he has... I think maybe in the Premier League, he will need to be more advanced. I'm not saying he has to play as a 10, but what Sawyer's last season had the luxury of was playing for the dominant side. Mm. Albion, let's be honest, Albion were dominant for the vast majority of weeks. And he was able to basically orchestrate that um, and sit there and pick passes and find his teammates. And we all know he got 90% pass completion and that was fantastic. But he's not playing for the dominant side anymore. Mm. He isn't going to... Albion are not going to dominate possession. And I just feel... In this league, him being further forward would help him. Mm. Um, because, very simply, he's not going to get on the ball as much. He's, 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 and the further back he is, the more defensive he's going to have to be. And Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm... Yeah, I mean, we're just going around in circles, really. But I do feel a little bit sorry for him mm. in that system yesterday. I don't think it's made for him. But I think he's right. They could do with a central defensive midfielder, someone to hold. Um, and, and be a battler in there to help him like really really show off what he can do um, Andrew Weller a lot of pundits in the US seem to think that West Brom would be fine being relegated this season using parachute payments to continue developing the squad this seems to me to be exact opposite of the sentiment Mark Jenkins indicated in his last interview thoughts? Um, I was on American radio on Friday oh yeah I forgot you mentioned that how was it? um it was good, yeah. I was supposed to be on for 10 minutes. I was on for 22. That's a, always a good sign. Good sign. Um, it was very... Um, Is there anywhere we can listen to this? I, do you know what? Off the top of my head, I don't even know what station it was. Oh, my word. Um, it, was, it, was very, it, it was very American, though. Too big time you are. Um, so... Uh, I don't think any club would want to get relegated. No, the, no, of course not. Because there's more money involved in staying. There's more money. That's why the aim is to survive, isn't it? It's much better to... The aim is to, Of course the aim is to survive. Of course it is. There's absolutely no guarantee if you go down, you're coming back up. Mm. So it's much better to survive um, and get the more money and, and do it that way. It's been... I spoke to Mark Jenkins, well, obviously, when I, went, when, when I interviewed him that time. And, and, and there is a school of thought that going... You, it's okay to do it once. Mm. Basically, it's okay to do what Burnley did, which is go up, go down, go back up again. But when you go back up again... You consolidate. You consolidate it. But that's such a risky game. Mm. That is such a risky game. And let's say Albion can't do that because if... Let's say they go down. Well, they're going to lose Dean Garner and Pereira straight away. Mm. And suddenly... The team that got them up is completely decimated, yeah. and you're starting from scratch. And then there's absolutely no guarantee you're coming back whatsoever. So it's certainly not in Albion's plan to go down and come back up again or anything like that. The aim is to stay up, of course it is. I don't look. Would it? If you said to me now, would it be? It would not. It would not be a disaster if Albion went down and they came back up again. That wouldn't be a disaster. No. But it's just so hard to do. Mm. It's just so so hard to do. So they've got. A, They've got to stay up. Yeah, they're in a fortunate position, Albion, whereas they're, they're well-run financially. It's not like when Villa went down and Villa were spending bucket loads and bucket loads and bucket loads on players 
and then if they don't go up, they're suddenly in financial difficulty. It's a case of, if Albion were to go down, they're very well run, they would get fees for players, and they'd be fine financially, and then could work on work on again. But I'm I'm 100% sure they won't won't say that's well they won't they won't want to go down. Put it that way. Um, a lot. But let's of, remember it's one game as well. Like, we're, yeah, like yeah. it's one game. It's one, one game, game against a team who are in the game. top four for the majority of last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to be talking about relegation. Like, we've got to be the truth. Look, let's be honest. Leicester finished fifth last season. They're a damn good side. Everton next. Probably everyone listening to this saw them on match today. Two last night because everyone wanted to watch you on it because you're Albion's biggest fan. James Rodriguez was brilliant for them yesterday. That Allen was damn good. I think he's going to be the sign of this. I mean, uh, Allen. Yeah, he looks a, he looks a good player. Fantastic they bought Decore, good player. Let's be honest, Everton have been splashing the cash for absolutely years. Mm. Um, they've got Carlo Ancelotti now. It's going to be very, very hard for Albion to get anything at Everton. It's also going to be hard to get something at home against Chelsea. That's the league we're in now, isn't it? Mm. So are we going to be sat here after three games with no points? We pray not, but there is a, a chance. Quite a high probability. Quite, quite a good mate, chance. But, so in some ways, Albion season starts at Southampton in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. That's when the first time really they're going to play someone who hasn't been in the top, who probably won't finish in the top ten, mm. and then after that they've got a run of games I think against teams. I don't know what order it is, but it's a quite an interesting run of fixtures after that. We're talking Burnley, we're talking Fulham. Yeah. Um, games so, where they'll they'll see a, a a real chance of getting three points. Games where there won't be the quality on show that that Leicester had yesterday, that yeah. this that that Everton and Chelsea are going to have. So. Let's just see how they go against those types of sides. Let's, any, any, the truth is, anything but from Everton and Chelsea is a bonus. Mm. And then, then hopefully they'll get into the games where they're playing sides who are likely to be tenth and below. And that's when they need to start picking up points, isn't it? Mm. Uh, a lot of questions like this one uh, from Richard Downing. Is there any tension between Bilic and the board over transfers? Now, a lot of people have looked into like body language and what Bilic has been saying, and he did that club interview before the start of the season, and they seem to think that there could be a bit of tension there. So, there is, but not as people think. So, I think people might think there's tension between Bilic and Luke Dowling. There isn't. I'm at... Bilic is fine. Look, is he frustrated that Albion have got, let's be honest, a very low transfer budget? Mm. Of course he is. Hey, of course he is. Does Stephen Bilic want more money to spend? Of course he does. Every every manager in the country does. Bilic more so than most probably because from what we gather, they, he hasn't got a lot to spend. If if Mr. Lie, and Lai picks up the phone tomorrow and says, here's an extra £50 million, pounds, mm. Then the two people jumping for joy the most are Slavin Bilic and Luke Dowling, aren't they? Yeah. They're the two that, are, that I think people need to understand that really when it comes to Luke. He's not setting this budget. He's not restricting Bilic in the transfer market. Luke is in charge of recruitment. He he's if anything he's restricted even more. Mm. Um, so of course he's frustrated. Of course he feels that he wants more money to spend. Of course, and and, and understandably so. Um, we all want more. We all want more money. Look, 
Someone tweeted me yesterday saying, I don't think anyone's spent less than 60 million and not stayed up. Mm. Um, so that's a worrying statistic. It really is. Um, there's obviously, there's a first time for everything. Obviously, COVID changes that slightly. Mm. 60 million hopefully won't be mean as much. But look, he, he wants some money. Is he frustrated Philip Kovinovich isn't in the building yet? Yes, he is. Does he really want a striker? Yes, he does. Um uh, we all know that he's, mm. he's only as frustrated as we are wanting those players for him, and how, how much Albion fans want those want those players as well. So, I think all this—I don't know—I'm not—I'm not—I'm not really into this body language stuff and all this. I think I think people are uh, panicking, to be honest. Um, mm. it's, like we said a minute ago, it's one game. It's one game again, and and Billich did say afterwards it's against Leicester. Mm. Like it is against Leicester. Um, you never know they could pull off a shock this weekend and go and beat Everton you never know I mean that's what football that's what we love it isn't it but they could, they could but yeah I think we've just got to get to get the players in that he really that he really wants mm. and then then see where 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 we go from there really okay last couple um, first one from Clint McCormick was there anything different to your match day experience behind the scenes yesterday compared to the last nine games of last season uh, no, not really. No, no, no. It was like, it was other than where you were sat. Sat in a slightly different place, yeah, um, and at the park further away. But other than that, it was exactly the same. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Yeah, uh, I wasn't there either. Um, there was obviously a lot more press there. Yeah, a lot more, more. More nationals. Yeah, yeah, a lot more. Nationals all over it now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and last one uh, comes from Max. With Lai not investing this year, can you see him selling the club? With a finger crossed emoji. Um, so, my understanding, I don't know if it is understanding of the Gouch and Lai situation, but what I am sort of believe, because I can't firm anything up when it comes to him, um, is that Lai is a passionate football fan. He absolutely loves football. Mm-hmm. Um, and he very much likes the idea of owning a football club. However, he bought West when West Brom were in the Premier League for eight years, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Before the relegation, and he bought them. He was advised to buy them on the fact that they were an established Premier League team, and that he would, from what I understand, be able to sell them a couple of years later for significantly more money. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he was going to flip them. Um, like people flip houses really that 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 is what he wanted to do is what I gather and then relegation happened and the value of Albion deteriorated suddenly the club he bought wasn't worth what he paid for it obviously then he had to get back to the Premier League mm-hmm. um, which they have done now there aren't many people in the world who have got the money to buy a football club and there are even less after the coronavirus outbreak so mm-hmm. I genuinely, hand on heart, believe Gouch and Light would sell Albion tomorrow for the for the right money. But I don't know what he'd want. I think he'd want a profit. And you reckon if someone offered him the money that he paid, he'd take it? Uh, I, it's so hard to say because so you don't I, know him. Uh, how, how but if you... I was him and said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm getting stick from. The black country. I'm not even there most of the time. I don't think it. I don't. I, worryingly, I don't think it. It reg, It would register for him. I, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's looking on. Tw- 
I think he apparently watches the games and apparently he's got this... For one of his businesses, he's got this fancy office where everything's football, like all the seats are footballs and mm. like it looks really cool and stuff. And apparently he is a really big football fan. But I don't know. Let's, if I'm right, if, if Gouch and Lie did buy the club to flip it, that tells you everything you need to know about his love for Albion. He, yeah. he, wasn't, he, didn't get, he didn't buy the club for... He bought the club to make money from it. Um, and so therefore he will sell the club to make money I just don't know if massively there's anyone out there who with the money you could afford to buy it how many I mean look people do want Premier League clubs at the end of the day mm. um, but I don't know I don't know how many I don't know how many people are knocking down this door to buy it I suppose that's it isn't it you just got to wait for a buyer it's not necessarily being willing to sell you only need to look at Newcastle to realise you can be a willing seller but you yeah. need a willing buyer who, who will pass all the tests and and do the job as well. And supposedly, Mike Ashley's been trying to sign Newcastle for a very long time, hasn't he? So, yeah. So, I don't know, I don't know. Red Bull want an English team. RB West Brom? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Would you take that? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Would you? RB West Brom? Imagine if they changed it to RB Albion. Well, they wouldn't. They changed it to RB West Brom, wouldn't they? Yeah. I'd be really interested to see what fans would make of that. Yeah, I'd be interested you'd have to have a. I think you'd have a very split demographic. Oh, massively split. You'd yeah. have... I think it'd be very... Um, the four, the, I, think, I think it would split about 40 years old, maybe a, a little bit yeah. before, where there's a traditionalist who are like, never... Never am I going to see the name of my club changed to Red Bull West Brom. And oh. then you'd have those who think, one minute, look at what's happened at Salzburg and Leipzig. They're, they're big teams in their leagues now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want it to happen, though. I mean, they're, they're despised by their leagues. <laughs> <laughs> and all football fans all football fans in Germany hate Red Bull Do Leipzig. They? Do they, hate they really detest them, don't they? Because they think they've just bought their way all the way up. Right, okay. But... I mean, it happened with Man City, although they, admittedly they didn't change their name, but they essentially bought the league. Yeah. Oh, I, well, it doesn't sit right with me. I would be really interested to see. I might put a poll out. I think not. No, don't put a poll out because then it'll get traction. People, someone will, some, someone will write a, a story on it. <laughs> One of those fan sites will write a story on it, and they'll be imagine. On, uh, don't put a poll out on oh, it. All right. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what I'd be really interested to find out though you can put space. comments reply with comments if you want but not don't do a poll yeah okay otherwise okay. it'll be back page of the Express and Star you wait and see a sports <laughs> and it'll pick it up 90% of <laughs> 99% of West Brom fans would accept a name change to it was them. literally just a throwaway comment I just said I don't want to get in any bigger than that alright okay um, okay let's get on to uh, previews because we're an hour in um Oh, God, the Rose are doing previews. Yeah, we'll do quick ones. Um, we've kind of forgotten that they're playing Harrogate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we haven't mentioned it once. They've got a bloody cup game on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Harrogate Town at home. Um, do Albion need a cup run, Joe? Yes. Would you take Would you take a decent cup run? What, what, what would you consider a decent cup run for Albion? Winning it. <laughs> <laughs> Winning at Harrogate. Um... Yeah, I mean, I said, look, I've got. I've said before on this. I said before I want a cup run. I love cup. I don't. Well, 
When I was at Warsaw Report, I always used to say I hate the FA Cup. I hated, I hated it when we had to play FA Cup games because I completely hate competitions you can't win. I just don't see the point. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, the magic of the cup and upsets and all this, that and the other, but they don't happen anymore, do they, really? Um, when was the last real... We, we, I mean, even Wigan, Wigan, Man City, like they were a Premier League team still. Yeah, I think once you're in the Premier League, then you, it's your duty to win to try and win things. If you're in the top 20 teams in the country, you've got to try and win something. Bradford made a final, didn't they? They beat Villa over two legs. Yeah. yeah. But then they lost the final. Well, like, championship teams make the final of the League Cup, don't they? On occasion. On occasion. It's happened, doesn't it? Millwall did it. Didn't yeah. It? Was it Millwall? Did they make the final of the FA Cup? God knows. Um, but anyway, um, I just think you've got an obligation to go and, and try and win things. So... Yeah, I'd really like them to go as far as possible in both competitions. I, I, look, it's going to be... Look, do I believe Albion can stay up? Yes, I truly, truly do. I think they'll, they're only going to get better. It's one game in, they'll adjust to the level um, and they'll find their way. Do I think they're probably going to be in a relegation battle this season? Yes, I do. Mm. They're definitely going to lose more games than they win. Um, so I want as much joy as possible. And, yeah. and a cup run brings a bit of joy. Yeah. And... Look, it's just, this could be famous last words, but with the greatest respect, they should be beating Harrogate. Yeah. It's a good draw. Um, so then they're in the third round. Yeah. And you get another good draw. You, the draws can work for you, can't they? Oh, definitely. You can get good draws for rounds and rounds and rounds, and suddenly before you know it, you're in the quarterfinals, semifinals. I know, I'm, I know I mentioned it again. If you look at Villa's draw last year, the toughest team they faced was Leicester in the semifinal and then obviously Man City in the final. They made it to the semi-finals playing teams that did not want to be in that competition. There you go. They played Wolves, who played a bunch of 17-year-olds. They played <laughs> Liverpool, who played a bunch of 15-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then before you know it, they're in the semi-final. There you go. So you might as well give it a crack, I think. So, yeah, I want them to go. There yeah. you go. That's, yeah, my, yeah. that's my dream season. I'll, I'll take now fourth bottom and um, the League Cup. Yeah, the League Cup trophy, winner's yeah. winner's medal. Yeah. Um, uh, the next game in the Premier League, of course, Everton. We've kind of touched on them. Looks a really tough game. Made some. They've done some good business, I think. Um, would you make any changes if you were Slaven Bilic, or does it all depend on whether you get players through the door? It depends for me on whether you get players through the door. Um, I think the truth is he's only really got two central midfielders at this moment in time. Mm. With the greatest respect to Raheem Harper, he's a young kid. Um, I don't think the Premier League is really the place for him to be like learning this trade. I think I, I personally think he needs a loan. Mm. Um, play a full season in the championship. Play a full season in the championship. He'd be brilliant for someone like I don't know. I don't know people's midfield options, but maybe like a Bristol City or mm. Swansea, even someone like that. Um, I think it'd be fantastic. So I don't. I think that's why he did what he did. Like I said, I think he put that extra defender in there to give Soyuz and Livermore a bit more cover. The option. The option. The one option he's got, potentially, is to shift a giant to midfield. Yeah. Um, which you wouldn't, you really, really wouldn't want to lose his pace at the back. Mm. Who have they got up top? Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. Yeah. Are they quick, quick. Richarlison's quicker than Calvert Lewin, but Calvert Lewin's a smart striker. He's been, he's been in the goals past season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he's done really well. Had a really good goal opening day as well. Yeah, a really good goal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of flat-out pace, I think the quickest player they've probably got is that Bernard who comes off the bench. Oh, yeah. Left winger. I think that's the only option he's got is to go... If, if there's no one comes in, to go with a three of 
Ajay is the holder midfielder. You think it'd be a bit harsh to pull someone like Sam Fielding? Well, I think he's just he's, he's coming from absolutely nowhere, isn't he? He wasn't he wasn't on the bench yesterday, so I don't think you can go from not being in the squad to in the starting eleven. Mm. Um, it's just a bit of a bit of a leap for me. So I think I think he, I think Billich saw a lot of positives in that forty-five minutes for him to stick with it. Mm. If it was me, I'd probably move a Jai up. Yeah. Probably just for just for a game. If if no one's come in, if Kravinovic or Conor Gallagher haven't come in, would you have Ivanovic starting if he comes in? I think he's I think he's a week or two away from fitness. So a guy's in Bartley. Yeah. Are you going back to a four at the back? Yeah, you have to go to. So a four, you have yeah. you have O'Shea on the right and Gibbs on the left, or would you have Furlong? That's really harsh to drop Furlong because he was probably having his best player. It happened to him so much last so, season. So much last season, but I'm just thinking they haven't got. They haven't got. It's just for that stability of one attacker, one, mm. one, one, one attack-minded fullback and one defensive-minded fullback. Maybe just for this week, yeah. I would, I would feel bad though because I did think Furlong was, 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 he's, he never lets Albion down. Bless him. No, he's, he's always I, every time I've seen him, I've gone. He's a player, he is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the next week, he's not in the squad. I just feel so bad for him at times. Yeah. Uh, right, give me a match prediction then. Uh, first for Harrogate and then for for, for Everton. I think they'll beat Harrogate quite comfortably. Four 0 no, I'll go three. Three nil. Okay. Yeah. And then Everton away. Two nil Everton. Two one Everton. Give them a goal. <laughs> Come on. Let them score a goal. <laughs> Look how much it hurts you when they don't score. You got pain etched all across your face. Um. <laughs> it's not the first result I'll be looking at next weekend. I'm going to be honest. With you. You're such a liar. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll go. Oh, well, it's the same outcome, isn't it? But I just Ever- look. I've got to be honest. Everton. I stand by what I said earlier. I do think this, in many ways the season starts when at that Southampton game. I think Everton are going to fly this year. I just think defensively there's question marks for Everton. I know that they've got a great midfield. Their midfield for me is absolutely top draw now. But defensively, I think there are question marks there. Who's the centre backs? They've got Yerry Mina and Michael Keane. Yeah, but yeah, Michael Keane has been linked with Barcelona. I mean, he's he's dreadful. Barcelona are, are piss poor at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a bus, Michael Keane. That's the best link I've ever seen. Michael Keane to Barcelona, but I don't know if Michael Keane's fit or starting. I know Mina started. Yeah, Mina. Play- yeah, no, I, you're right. You're right. That, think, their left back's good, isn't he? Didn't you? Yeah, he's, he's very forward thinking. He's very yeah. Holgate's not fit at the moment. So I don't even know they got they got Coleman at right back. Coleman's a good player. Oh yeah, he's he's getting he's getting on that, isn't he? But yeah. he's not, I mean he's one of my he's been a favourite player of mine for a long time, Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's I think there's a goal in it for him. It, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they got a draw, but I just think Everton are looking very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two one Everton. I've convinced you. You convinced me. Right, I just about does this. Uh, one hour and a, ten minutes or so. We do want to be, we, we, yeah, one hour, ten minutes. We still believe that's the most important thing. I don't. I just one game. It's just so much negativity on Twitter yesterday. It's just a bit. It's a bit of a vacuum of like, just it's so downbeat the place. It, I think you add to the fact that fans can't be there. They may have just seen the result and gone, oh, we've just been beat three 0 Some of them may not have watched the game and gone, oh, actually for half hour, 40, 45 minutes, we we were good. We held them. Yeah, 
I think more people would have taken positivity from that. Such a, I love Twitter, but I hate it as well. It's, it's just, it just when things aren't going like when you don't get the result you want, it just does go very, very negative, very, very quickly. Doesn't a, it? Every club has a meltdown. Every club has a meltdown. It's yeah. just like teams like City and Arsenal and Man United, they draw and they have a meltdown. Or they win, but not by much, and they have a meltdown. Yeah. Whereas West Brom, it's a bit different, isn't it? Because you de- you're dealing with a completely different end of the table. Yeah. Just, it's going to be all right. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Right, that just does this um, episode of the Baggies broadcast. Done and dusted. We'll be back next week, hopefully... Uh, in the next round of the Carabao Cup and hopefully with some points on the board Um, but until then it's bye-bye from me bye-bye from Mr Massey bye-bye